Arizona Sports, sports. the local sports leader. leader. Burns and Gambo, the 4 o'clock reset. Brought to you by Collins Comfort, AC, and Plumbing. Proud home services partner of the Arizona Cardinals. 4 o'clock reset. All right, we run through the top stories of the day for you here on the 4 o'clock reset. We're going to start with the National Football League. Even though it's not local, there was a ton of news today that came out of the NFL because today was the deadline for franchise tags. As it turns out, six were handed out by six different teams today, including the non-exclusive franchise tag for quarterback Lamar Jackson from the Baltimore Ravens, which now means that a team could sign him to an offer sheet. The Ravens could match that offer sheet or not match that offer sheet and get two first-round picks. They could also negotiate a trade with a team that wants to sign him to an offer sheet that's maybe for more than the two first-round picks. Either way, everybody's got options here. There's a big difference, right, in the tag. So by using the non-exclusive tag... You know, you get the five days to match any offer sheet, but it's also a lot less money than yes. the other tag. It's about, what, about $15 million difference? $15 million difference between the two tags. Big difference. And they went with the non-exclusive one. Basically, they're, the Ravens are kind of doing what the Suns did with DeAndre Ayton. Go out there. Find go, your deal. Right. Go find your deal, and if we like it, we'll match it. If we don't, we'll let and you go. And here's the million-dollar question. Did somebody give him a deal? Well, that's the talk now in the NFL. I'm glad you asked that. The Jets? Because a lot of people are wondering, is Lamar Jackson looking for a Deshaun Watson fully guaranteed deal and is there anybody in this league who's going to give it to him? And if there's not anybody in this league going to give it to him, are the other owners colluding to make sure that nobody else other than Deshaun Watson has a fully guaranteed contract? That's a big conversation in the NFL right now. All it takes is one owner that needs a quarterback. Cleveland did it with Watson. They gave him a fully guaranteed deal. Everybody was like beside themselves. It hasn't led to all these other deals being fully guaranteed. Some people were worried about that, but we haven't seen a fully guaranteed contract since then. Nope. We haven't. And there are now reports out there that the teams that will reportedly not be pursuing a Lamar Jackson deal. You ready for this? Yes. According to reports, the Falcons won't. The Dolphins won't. The Panthers won't. The Commanders won't. The Raiders won't. Didn't see. Didn't say Jets. Didn't say the Jets. But now the Jets are embroiled in their own little deal. Because according to multiple reports, Aaron Rodgers has met with the New York Jets. And according to multiple reports, the Packers have given the Jets permission to speak with Aaron Rodgers. Which yeah. has many wondering if Aaron Rodgers to the Jets is going to happen real soon. They could have got a boatload for him last year. But they're not going to get half as much now for Aaron Rodgers. You're probably just talking about one first round pick. Pick, maybe a later pick as well. But you're not going to get anywhere near the same value for Aaron Rodgers. They would have traded him a year ago and we got a boatload for him. Yeah. Um, but J- they didn't go, I mean, they didn't get Carr. A lot of people thought the Jets might get Carr. They didn't want to give him the money. Nope, they didn't at all. Um, there's, according to reports, Jets officials are scheduled to fly out today to meet in person with Aaron Rodgers. Jets players like Sauce Gardner and Brees Hall have taken the social media. Uh, Hall on Twitter, don't mind me just manifesting Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Sauce Gardner Hey, Aaron Rodgers, I promise if you become a Jet, I won't pick you off in practice and I'll burn the cheese head. Remember, he wore the cheese head after the Jets beat the Packers back in October. So uh, while Ian Rappaport has added the Rodgers have received permission, there are reports that nothing is imminent. Aaron Rodgers is very open to the idea of going to the New York Jets. Look, we've seen it. We're seeing it firsthand here. When you go get a great player, like a truly great player, you know, it, it changes everything. And... If the Jets get Aaron Rodgers, it may it may work, or it may be Brett Favre. It may not work. You just 
you know, you don't know. Sometimes you go get a great player and it works out, and sometimes you get a great player and it doesn't work out. Aaron Rodgers was not great last year. I don't even think he had one 300-yard passing game. He wasn't great. He was good, but he wasn't great last year. The Giants and quarterback Daniel Jones beat the tag deadline, agreed on a long-term four-year deal worth $160 million with $35 million in upside or in incentives for him to attain. Ian Rappaport tweeted out some more of the details. He's basically virtually guaranteed $94 million the minute he signs it. So $160 million, 94 virtually guaranteed. He gets $82 million over the first two years of the deal, and he had one decent season in New York. I know. I, 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 I can't believe it. I mean... <laughs> Doesn't make a lot of sense to me that these average these average quarterbacks are now making top tier money. I understand the top guys getting it, right? I totally get it that the top players will get that money. But when you're seeing all these quarterbacks who have not really accomplished anything getting forty million dollars a year, you just it's hard to understand. I and mean, it is. I mean, you think there should be a difference between the haves and the have nots, but there's not. The mediocre quarterback is getting paid like he's great. So by giving him the new deal, they were able to tag Saquon Barkley before the deadline. So the six players. What was the tag on that? Ten point one million. One million. Okay. That's the tag number for running backs. Six players got tagged. Three of them are running backs. Saquon, Josh Jacobs, and Tony Pollard, all at the ten million dollar figure. Lamar Jackson at thirty two and a half. Evan Ingram at eleven and a half. Deron Payne at nineteen million. The defensive tackle from the Washington Commanders. Former players have also been active on Twitter. Tom Brady tweeting in response to the recent rumors of another return to football. Quote. Anyone who thinks I have time to come back to the NFL has never adopted a two-month-old kitten for their daughter, close quote. Apparently because he adopted a kitten for his daughter, that means he's not coming back to the NFL. What, is, what, the, what does that have to do with what is the, the price, price of tea, tea in China? China? I have no idea. Oh, yeah, so that's the symbolism there. <laughs> my, na- my neighbor down the block had a cat kind of like the dog the front door got left open a little bit. Not going to mention any names. And kind of cat got outside. Bye bye, cat. Couldn't find the cat. Couldn't find the cat. Checked their uh, their doorbell. Their little video, and there was a coyote walking with it in its mouth. Oh, yeah, my neighbor, right down, a good friend of mine too. The, the coyote got the cat. The coyotes got the cat. Oh. They, all you see is the cat. Yeah. All you see on the video is the, the coyote walking away with their cat. Well, Tuki's a rough hood. <laughs> oh, it's, oh, oh, it's, oh, the family cat. Oh, Tuki is a rough, oh. rough hood. Uh, yeah, if you missed There's it yesterday. so many coyotes where we live. So many. Rich Eisen said on his show, one of the things he heard from the Combine was that Tom Brady might not be done. That he might not be done. He said it a couple times. Like, he goes, I'm not reporting it. I'm just saying. So the buzz was at the Combine that he might not I be mean, done. On, there's no way, right? I don't, there's th- just no I way. don't think so. I don't think Wasn't so. Wasn't he trying to win Gis- Giselle back, too? Like, wasn't that a story? I, I like- missed that. Uh, that be, but likely, but I, I mean, wouldn't you try to win back Giselle? No, I'm very, very happily married man right now. <laughs> I try to win back Chelsea. From the, whoa, bravo, well did. played. Well uh, played. I'm impressed. I'm uh, impressed. Uh, in the NBA, Suns are off again tonight. They have the Oklahoma City coming up tomorrow in the home debut for Kevin Durant. We'll obviously have a lot more about that tomorrow. Uh, in the NBA last night, Sacramento got another win. They beat the New Orleans Pelicans. The Boston Celtics losers last three straight, night. Three in a row? Three in a row in which they've blown double-digit leads 
Braves last night. They lost a thrilling game to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Donovan Mitchell had a huge dunk in overtime. Grant Williams missed two free throws with less than a second to go, any one of which would have given Boston the win. And it said they're struggling a little bit right they now. Are. And I think that Milwaukee, especially if Middleton gets healthy, I think Milwaukee's the team to beat in the East. Coyotes are back at Mullet Arena tonight. They're hosting the Blues at 7 o'clock. We'll have that game for you live here on Arizona Sports. Final game against seven. the Blues this year. Yep. Yep. ESPN article today. The Pac-12 drama. Maybe decisions are drawing near when it comes to a media rights deal or if teams are going to leave. There is hope this week that George Klyovkov can offer at least some clarity at the Pac-12 men's tournament in terms of a dollar figure these schools can Nine expect. months ago he opened up that new exclusive negotiating rights window. It was nine months ago. It was a 90-day window. Now he had a three-month window for ex- nothing. Nine months later, you're not going to get anywhere near what you thought you were going to get. The big takeaway from the article is kind of twofold. Number one, it's that teams are really starting to kind of look around because they're worried that this thing has fallen apart. Number two, the two teams that were named by name as schools that could go to the Big 12, Colorado because of Dion. Arizona because of basketball. Yeah, you put Arizona in the Big 12 in basketball, and the Big 12 is a really, really good basketball conference. You put Arizona there, you make them super. You even mentioned to me they could they could look to like down the road, like branch off and do separate deals for basketball and football if they ended up, if they ended up with Arizona. That has been considered. Yeah, that has Arizona, been considered. We want a separate basketball deal. Why? Because we we're a power we're, we're the powerhouse in college basketball. And so basically, what the pact, what the ESPN article was reporting was that if these schools don't get it at least some kind of sign from George Klyovkov that they might really start aggressively looking to get out of the Pac-12 because it's been, like you say, nine months and they haven't gotten the kind of numbers that they're looking for so far. So we'll see this week if any of that comes to a head. Zach Gallen made his spring debut for the Diamondbacks today. Not a pretty one, but it's early in the spring. Two innings, he gave up four earned runs, four walks, one strikeout. They're getting blown out by the A's 9-3. to three. The World Baseball Classic starts this week. Yeah. I love that event. I, I do. My kid, uh, my wife just sent me a screenshot, and she goes, we need tickets. we got to go. So this, I'm going to try to go. Great Britain or Mexico? There's, Some there's, of the games are at Chase Field. There's a bunch of games at Chase Field. So you got Saturday. Saturday's, she sent me the schedule. She said, just pick a game and let's go to a game. Saturday, Colombia versus Mexico, 1230. And then Great Britain versus the USA at 7 p.m. And then Sunday, Great Britain versus Canada, and then and that's at 12. And then Mexico versus the USA Ooh. at 7 p.m. Mexico versus the USA will be a great Yeah, so two games game. Saturday, two games Sunday. World Baseball Classic at Chase Field. Uh, Diamondbacks, i got to get to that. Diamondbacks participating in the World Baseball Classic. Merrill Kelly is playing for the USA. Alec Thomas is playing for Mexico. Ketel Marte is playing for the Dominican. Emmanuel Rivera is playing for Puerto Rico. So they're well represented. There are other guys in the organization, some on the 40-man, some not on the 40-man, who are playing for other countries as well. But as far as the kind of the big names, those Alec are the Alec Thomas is playing ones. for Mexico. Alec Thomas is playing for Mexico. Yes, wow, he is. That's awesome. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool, too. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, the games remaining in the regular season in the NBA have shrunk. How is the West starting to shape up for the Phoenix Suns? We'll talk about that next on Burns and Gambo. Afternoons 2 till 6 on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. I don't know if this is too early. I don't know if this is too late. I don't know if this is pointless to do this or not. 
But I'm just being honest, Gimbo, with you and everybody out there listening right now, I, I find that I am paying a lot of attention to the NBA on a sure. nightly basis to see who is winning and who is doing what and who's where and things like that. I, I, again, yeah, Sacramento especially. Yep. Oh, yeah. And Memphis now. Caught myself watching a little bit of that game last night. Yeah, to be honest with you, Sacramento and the and the, the Pelicans just to, because they're they're maybe catchable. The Grizzlies are maybe catchable now with what's going on with John Moran. And I didn't think that they were. I didn't think that they were catchable. The Suns have played six, uh, sixty-five games, so there's games. seventeen games left. They're three back from San Sacramento, four back from Memphis. Uh, and the Suns, you know, the, the, the Suns have some tough games, too. It's not like they don't have tough games. Sacramento's schedule is just brutal. I mean, I could easily see them losing like 7 out of 10 because their schedule is just so bad. The best thing about the Sacramento Kings, I mean, in all honesty, was is just, man, they've been healthy. Like everybody else that hasn't been, their roster has been extremely healthy. They're missing De'Aaron Fox right now. I'm not sure when they're going to get him back, but he, he hasn't been out long. He's only been out the last week or so. Um, this is what it looks like for Sacramento. Okay, they beat the Pelicans last night, 123-108. Herter had 25. Sabonis had a triple-double last night. Uh, they've won six of their seven games since the All-Star break, but they've got the Knicks coming up on Thursday. They've got the Suns coming up on Saturday. They've got Milwaukee coming up on Monday. They would love to split with the Suns, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. They would love to just split, keep it even. Absolutely. But here's the thing. Would. I mentioned Sacramento. De'Aaron Fox has played in 57 games. DeMontis Sabonis, 62. Kevin Warder, 61. Harrison Barnes, 64. Malik Monk, 61. Keegan Murray, 62. Trail House, 58. They've been healthy. They haven't had any injuries. Yeah, they've, they've been healthy. Yeah. No injuries. That's why I said about Fox. He's only missed the last couple of games. Right. It's not like he's been out a long right. time or anything. They've been very healthy, and that's a big reason why that they've been able to have the success they have. Look, the team to watch is Memphis. You know, I'm trying to be somewhat sensitive to this. I understand John Morant's going through a thing right now, and it's a, it's he, he he brought it on himself. He's got to clean it up. It's a mess. He's got to figure out his stuff before he throws away in his entire career. But in the short term, they've lost Brandon Clark to an Achilles injury. He's huge, done for the season. Injury. Who knows when John Morant is going to be back? Nobody thought Memphis was catchable. But if we can all agree that the Kings are catchable, they're only a half game behind Memphis. Memphis is catchable depending on... Memphis may be more catchable potentially you know potentially because they yeah, and then you get to that three seed, and now now you're into that. You you brought up a story last week. John Hollinger said, "Look, in the history of the NBA, man, you've got to be a, in the top three seeds to win. Like, you know, teams that are seeds four, five, they don't win at all. So, you know, the history shows top three. Now, you know, the Suns are different because let's see what like I, I and I brought up to you. Let's see what their winning percentage is with Kevin Durant. Right now, it's a thousand. Okay, <laughs> they're three and zero. Oh. They're bad a thousand. But I said to you, I said to you last week because Hollinger was basing it on winning percentages of teams." And I said, oh, that's like for the Suns, we Kevin, like you should base it on what their winning percentage is with Durant. Yep. And right now they're three and zero with Kevin Durant. And we we even figured out that the winning percentage they need to be at in order to match kind of what the winning percentage that very suggests doable. you can win the title is like thirteen and seven. Yeah, now very very doable. Very doable for them with the roster that they have right now. The rest of the field is just good luck figuring out anything after the Suns right now. Golden State's at five. Minnesota's. Six. Dallas is at seven. The Clippers are at eight. Utah's at nine. Portland's at ten. The Lakers are on the outside looking in. I mean, basically, the Warriors lost to the Lakers without LeBron Sunday. Yeah, 
Anthony, they could not win. They could not win on the road. Anthony Davis went berserk in that game, but they they got Steph Curry back, and they still couldn't win on the road. And yet that team, and I, and we talked about this a little yesterday. I know you sent the story in your email. The nine big questions about the rest of the regular season. Yeah, man, they gave all kinds of flowers to Golden State, and deservedly so. They're Golden State. They're, flowers and a half. They are a matchup everywhere. that terrified me. They terrify right me. now, that would be your matchup. Five four new Warriors. They terrify and, me. Because uh, of the pedigree? Yes. And the key for them is getting Wiggins back. Because Wiggins is a really good defensive player, is a wing player. So that will be the key for, for Golden State is Wiggins. So I think if Wiggins is able to come back and come back strong, then that, that's a big lift for them. Everybody's talking so much about Curry's got to be. Of course, Curry has to be healthy. <laughs> that makes, you know, that makes all the sense of the world. Curry has to be healthy, right? Yeah. We all know that. I'm telling you, another key is, is, is Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. If Wiggins comes back, and he's supposed to come back, and he's healthy. Wiggins is a huge, a huge plus for Golden State. Now, look, I'm not saying the Suns can't or won't beat Golden State the way the Suns are configured now with Kevin Durant. It's they're they're in a really good spot, and I'd I'd rather be them with their roster. I'm just saying between Kerr and Curry and Clay and Draymond and Wiggins, if he finds his way back, that is a team that has been there, done that, knows what's required, knows how to do it and this whole idea that they can't win on the road I don't think that's going to be an issue come playoff time yeah. I really don't I think that team they know what they need to do and they will do it they, so for that reason they terrify me yeah. absolutely terrify me. And, and, and the, the Wiggins thing is fascinating because he's missed nine straight games like and they don't like, nobody really knows why <laughs> like it's some kind of undisclosed family matter he's been gone and so they're just saying that they're going to give him space and nothing matters and all of that stuff but like you know, he's missed nine straight games, and it's something personal, and that's why he hasn't played. So if he does come back, that's really good for Golden State. But who knows, based on, you know, based on the circumstances, that, that he's missed so many games for a personal matter. During an interview last week on the game, General Manager Bob Myers would only say the team anticipates having Wiggins back this season. When asked if Wiggins will be out for the remainder of the regular season, Myers said, quote, I don't think that's what anybody is planning for, close quote. They don't know. They don't know. They don't know. But we'll leave that in its own place, he said. That's not the expectation. Um, yeah, who knows? Averaging 17 points, five rebounds, shooting nearly 40% from three. That's a career best. He's mm-hmm. played in 37 games a season. Yes, yeah, the mysterious absence that nobody knows why he's gone, but he's been gone for a while. Yeah. Um, the the NBA this year could hit the mother load when it comes to its play-in in the Western Conference. Right now, it would be Dallas versus the Clippers, the Jazz and the Trailblazers. Oh, my God. With the Lakers knocking on the door, with the Pelicans knocking on the door. Can you imagine if the da- if the Mavs and the Clippers, could one of them can knock each other out like in a play-in tournament? Right. Well, yeah, because it, it's, it's seven versus eight. Nine versus ten, the loser of seven eight plays the winner of nine ten, and the winner of that. So, so Dallas or the Clippers could potentially find themselves on the outside looking in after just two games. Or they both could get in. Or they both could get in. Yeah, depending. And I think a lot of that depends on LeBron. When does he come back? The Lakers can they hold it together until LeBron? Comes? Most people are writing the Lakers off because of just how long LeBron's going to be out. You know, and I'll give but the Jazz know, credit. The Jazz are hanging in there. They're they're still in the mix despite having made well, some I, trades at the I'm deadline. Gonna, they're I, still hanging in there. I'm going to turn it a different way. If you're in the play-in tournament and you like, if you play the Blazers in the seven-game series, you'll beat them. 
If you got to play the Blazers in a one game thing and Damian Lillard goes for 55, you're, you're toast. Yep. Like, Dame, Dame can't do point. that every game. You're mm-hmm. not going to win a seven games. You, you'll, Portland's not winning a seven game series against a good team. Such a good point. But they can absolutely win one game with Damian Lillard going for 58. 52, 47, whatever bit it is. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to play Portland one game. One game, winner take all. Yeah, no, no thanks. Yeah. But in a best of seven? Sure. Best Cause, of seven, because he yeah, can't do it night in, night out. He's not going to do it every single no. night. But yeah, one game, you absolutely. And then there's a team that, man, if, if you're hand-picking the team that you'd like to play in the first round, I'm, I, I know we did this last year and we were wrong. Don't Minute, do it. Don't do it. Should I not say it? No, he already started it. I don't think there's. I don't think there's another team that starts with a Mitch. Don't play Mitch. You don't want to play Mitch. The Minnesota Timberwolves. You don't want to play Mitch Kupchak. I'll take the Minnesota Timberwolves, please. At yeah, number of six, of course. I'll, I'll t- they're playing better with Mike Conley. He's he's more of a level-headed yeah, sure. point guard than D'Angelo Russell, right? Um, but you know, we were talking about the, a little bit about this yesterday when Carl Anthony Towns, you know, him and it, it, Anthony Edwards has established that that's his team, man. That is his. That's his crew, and, and so that's it. Always had the potential to be very awkward come playoff time with all of those guys and wondering how they're going to fit. They really haven't quite figured it out, have they, in Minnesota? Yeah, they're hanging in there in the sixth seed, but they really haven't quite... When's, when's town supposed to come back? Soon, right? I think it's soon. I think, but I don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting what they do with their rotation when he comes back. Yeah, I'm not sure when he's supposed to come back, but I think... Because Gobert and Anderson... The Rudy Gobert-Kyle Anderson combo, those guys have been really good together. All right, I just saw this headline on Fan Nation. I just Googled it. 99 days after his injury, still no clarity from the Timberwolves about Carl Anthony Town. So nobody really knows. No, no, no one's quite sure when he's going to be back. Okay. They're better, like, they're, like, honestly, they might be better off without him. Perhaps. Perhaps. Because by the time he comes back, it might be too late. It might be really awkward trying to reintegrate him back into whatever they've done. And again, with, with Gobert and Anderson, that Kyle and they played really well together. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, and of course, like if you're looking at like tonight in the NBA. Yeah, what are we looking for tonight? All right. Uh, Memphis is at the Lakers tonight. Okay. That's an interesting game. Uh-huh. Uh, Utah is at Dallas. Golden State is at Oklahoma City. Uh, Philly is at Minnesota. And that's it for the Western okay, Conference Philly, teams. Minnesota? Philly, okay. yeah, Philly, Minnesota. Yeah, Philly, Minnesota. Yeah, I'm in the midst of watching uh, Mitch's TV show, the, the Last of Us. Oh. Yeah, like I think I'm four episodes in or five. Yeah, four or five in. How many episodes are there? I think they just had the eighth on Sunday. That's the one I'm. Le- Is it over seen. now? Is it only eight? I, I think there's one more. Oh, is there nine now? I think I think there's one more coming up. Okay. I don't think that was the finale. I don't. But I, like you're halfway through it. I'm almost at the end, essentially. Yeah, it's almost like um, Game of Thrones. Like the the top characters, like they they all get killed off really quick. <laughs> like it's, Spoiler alert! Like the, <laughs> if you're a star it's a on The Last like, of Us, you're not going to be here. Who, I didn't yet. say who. You wouldn't so know, but like they do get rid of a lot of like important I, people I very quickly. That. Will Anderson has been the favorite to be picked by the Cardinals, number three overall. Is there a new horse gaining ground in this race? We'll tell you next. Burns and Gambo. And Gambo, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Let's get an update on our Twitter poll question of the day. Let's turn it back over to Eric Ruby here on the Burns and Gambo Show. 
Burns and Gambo Need to Know Twitter poll update. Presented by Sanderson Ford. All right, Rubes, what you got? We got a lot of great stuff for you over on at Burns and Gambo, including a little clip from uh, Tory Craig when he was on earlier with you guys. Would highly suggest going and checking that out. But the question we are tackling today is a scenario. The Arizona Cardinals trade out of the third overall pick. When it comes to their time to pick again, and Georgia defensive lineman Jalen Carter is there, should they take him? Yes or no? I, and I said earlier, it's a, it's a cop. I don't know. I don't know. It all depends on what you find out about him. Is he a good kid? Is he a high-character kid? Did he just make one mistake? Are there a lot of mistakes? I mean, is, are there more than one red flag? There's definitely one. Are there more than one? I think, I think it really depends on... You know, the questions, the interviews, the research, the people you speak with, you've got to really do a deep dive into Jalen Carter. It's not just about talent. It's about character. Yeah, I think there's another factor it depends on, too, and that's just where are we talking in the draft? Are we talking the fifth pick? Are we talking the tenth pick? Are we talking the twentieth pick? At some point, the value of taking Jalen Carter is just too, you can't pass on it. You just, you'll take the risk and hope that it works out, kind of like the Robert Kimdichie thing usually, from a few you, years usually, ago. But that was a 13-3 and three team just coming off of an sure. NFC Championship appearance. Good teams can take that risk. Bad teams, I don't know that they can. I don't know if they can, but I think the Cardinals could because assuming if they move down that far, they're going to have a whole bunch of other draft picks as well. So they don't have to hit on Jalen Carter because they've got all those draft picks as well. I'll, I'll honor the spirit of the question and answer yes, but I really agree with Gambo. This one really depends on a lot of minutia and details around it. Maybe we can revisit this once we know a little bit more about the situation, but as of right now, a strong 67% saying, yeah, they would draft Carter with a lower overall pick in the first round. 32.9% say no. All right, that's uh, one of our poll questions. I think we've got a couple up there as well. You can find it on the Burns and Gambo Twitter page, at Burns and Gambo. One word is where you can find it. All right, so heavy dose of mock drafts today, probably because the combine just wrapped up over the weekend, and while the common, you could even say boring pick for the Cardinals. He's not a boring player. It's just boring because everyone's mocking Will Anderson to the Cardinals at number three. There were a couple of alternative theories that were kind of put out there today when it comes to the mocks. I'm going to start with Lance Zierlein. And I, I think this is another theme that we should get used to here. Okay, In his mock, He's got the Chicago Bears staying at number one and taking Will Anderson Jr. Now, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. Everyone seems to think the Bears are moving out. The Bears even seem to okay, think they're moving out. Okay, you're sitting there. It's draft night. we got a draft show going on. And with the first selection in the 2023 NFL draft, the Chicago Bears select Will Anderson. Jaw drop? Jaw drop. Jaw drop. Jaw drop. My jaw drops. Okay. Pissed, pissed, pissed off or happy for the Cardinals or, oh, my God, that sucks. Give me the Cardinals' perspective. Will Anderson goes number one to the Bears. Your jaw drops. They didn't trade the pick. We all thought they were going to trade it. They took Will Anderson. Now you're like, oh, my God, what does that mean for the Cardinals? I'm pissed. Well, I, I, to me, it means two, it means two things. Mm-hmm. Number one, a lock-solid guarantee you are moving out of number three. I think. Which a lot of people want to see them trade a lot and of get the inventory. Do, but a lot of people would like to see them stay at number three and just take the best player available at Will Anderson. Okay. And, and I, so I think, I think there will be a majority, maybe not a vast majority, but a majority of Cardinal fans that will be pissed okay. 
that Will Anderson was taken number one because they just like the Cardinals to stay put and take the best player. Or have the option. Or at least have the option. Have the option. Right. You know what? Just uh, have the choice. Have the conversation. Do we take Will Anderson or do we trade out? Because now you're talking about taking... You know, maybe the Texas Tech kid? Well, and that's where or, I was... Yeah. Okay, you go. I'll let yeah, you that's go. What, yeah, because the option that Zierline had them doing, Will Anderson, number one, the Cardinals trade out of three, go down to seven. The Raiders move up to three, take C.J. Stroud, and the Cardinals take Tyree Wilson, edge rusher, out of Texas Tech. There was a little bit of a theme in that one. Another story that you sent me today, the Athletic did basically a mock draft in which they cut NFL GMs and execs mock out the first 10 picks of the NFL draft. They also had the Chicago Bears taking Will Anderson number one. They had the Cardinals taking Tyree Wilson number three. Okay. Not even trading out to doing it, just taking Tyree Wilson number three. Tyree Wilson very much seems to be the fallback backup plan if either A, Will Anderson's not there at three, or B, the Cardinals trade out. There's a lot of linkage between them and Tyree Wilson when it comes to that spot. Listen, I don't know that people know enough about Tyree Wilson. I think Will Anderson, okay. Trade the pick, okay. Tyree Wilson, what did like? I think some people might be very skeptical of that. You know, he's not Alabama, he's not Georgia, he's Texas Tech, good player. But I think that not not knowing enough about him, I think I think people wouldn't be very happy with that. Well, I'll tell you right now on. Uh, Todd McShay's big board today. He just ranked the players. Didn't yeah, do a mock yeah, draft. He, have just, them? he had Tyree Wilson number four overall. Yeah, no, he's a As great player. Best player. Yeah, he's a it, great player. But you're right. There is a little bit. He missed some time last year because of a foot injury. He he, you know, his season got shut down early. He didn't play for Alabama. He's not. You know, he Texas Tech decent program, but not like Alabama. Um, McShay wrote about him. He has great length and finishing power. He can shoot his hands and overpower pass blockers. He doesn't have elite bend. He's improved as a hands fighter. Displays the strength to stack blockers and set a hard edge against the run. Blah, 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 blah. Seven sacks. 15 tackles for loss. 36 pressures. His pressure rate was the nation's fourth best. If, look, at the Cardinals trade down, it's going to be a player like that, right? Yeah. It, it's it's going to be a Tyree Wilson-like or maybe the tackle out of Northwest or maybe a corner. It's going to be somebody like that. The early returns have been Tyree Wilson a as lot a of, guy that it could be. A lot of people think he's the best pass rusher at defensive end. And if you play a 4-3, he'd be a perfect guy in a 4-3. Yeah. Now I'll tell you, there have been some, Daniel Jeremiah is the one that comes to mind the most, who have said the Cardinals could take Tyree Wilson over Will Anderson. I think that's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I really do. I I think that's nuts. But it's been suggested. And I respect I have a lot of respect for Daniel Jeremiah. I don't think he's doing it for clickbait. I don't think he's doing it to try to get attention. I think he really actually believes yeah. that Tyree Wilson could project to be a better pure pass rusher at the next level than than a Will Anderson. I, again, I think it's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, but that's what the, some people believe. His that numbers are his numbers are good, but they don't bust out like Anderson's did. You know, he had seven sacks each of the last two years. He had thirteen and a half. 
tackles for loss one year, 14 another. So his numbers don't pop the way Anderson's does, but yeah. he's like, at, you know, but he's a very gifted player. Mitch read my mind. This is Daniel Jeremiah from the Move the Sticks podcast. Why he had Tyree Wilson over Will Anderson. Here's what he said. Has a higher pressure percentage. He has the highest pressure percentage in the draft. If you're looking at all the defensive linemen going to the combine, he's at 21.8%. I'd have to go back and look up Trayvon Walker's. It was way low, maybe 11%, I want to say off the top of my head. But it was a lower percentage there. Then you didn't have the sack production uh, last year with Walker as well. He had nine sacks. Will Anderson had 13. But again, he's got a higher pressure percentage. He's got a higher win percentage. So some of the analytics from the production standpoint actually favor Tyree Wilson. Now you're, you're bigger, you're longer. You're going to be more explosive. You're going to be a little more scheme versatile, I think, for the things you can do. Can you imagine, though, if you pass on Will Anderson to take Tyree Wilson? He didn't participate in the combine. Nope. He'll have a pro day, I think, but they want to make sure the foot's healthy. Because right? he's still recovering from the foot injury. Yeah, so he did not have a, he did, you did not get to see him at the combine. Yeah. Will Anderson went to the combine. He did really well, right? He did. He did very well. Will, Ty, Tyree Wilson did not participate in the Senior Bowl. He did not participate in the combine. And I expect that I'll have a pro day, but I don't think anything's set up yet. The Madness tips off next week, and with it comes your chance to win the Arizona Sports Bracket Bucks. It's presented by Santan I, uh, Ford no and Shortsleeves Rice Center. I, what? Have, I have no My brackets always suck. I have no chance. <laughs> at least you admit it. Text the word Bucks to 62620. Sign up. Get your bracket. Compete for your shot at over $3,000 of prizes, of which Gambo will not win because his bracket sucks. If you register before Sunday, you'll be entered to win a $200 gift card courtesy of Mavericks in Scottsdale. Again, text the word Bucks to 620-620. Lots of movement in the NFL today with the tag deadline. Big moves at the quarterback position, the running back position. We'll run through all of it next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Burns and Gambo, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Ian Rappaport earlier today on the NFL Network about Lamar Jackson. It is, in fact, the non-exclusive tag for Lamar Jackson, $32 million, which I would say, on one hand, is interesting because it allows the Ravens to not pay over $40 million or so dollars for Lamar Jackson. On the other hand, this is essentially putting it out there to other teams. If you want him for the right sure. price, then certainly you can have him. And I would say sure. the fact that someone else could sign Lamar Jackson to an offer sheet, give him two first-round picks, and end up bringing Lamar Jackson onto their team really ramps up the intensity here. Not to get too technical about this, there are two different franchise tags the Ravens could have used. One was the exclusive, the other was the non-exclusive. They used the non-exclusive. That's the one where Lamar can now go out and get offers from other teams, and the Ravens can either match those offers or they can get two first-round draft picks and let Lamar go. Had they given him the exclusive franchise tag, it would have meant that Lamar Jackson is not allowed to talk to anybody. And that's a difference of about $13 million. Franchise, the non-exclusive is $32 million. The exclusive is $45 million. They gave him the lesser of the two and basically did for him, I think, what the Suns did to DeAndre Ayton. Go see what's out there. You know, you're a restricted free agent. Go look. And if you get an offer sheet, we will then we will allow the marketplace to dictate your value financially. And if we agree with it, we'll match it. And if we don't, we'll figure something out. That's in essence what the Ravens have done with Lamar. Only thing with with Durant with with D.A. is that they could have traded D.A. They can't trade Lamar until after the draft. 
with this with this. Right. If I'm, if I'm reading the NFL rules right, they cannot trade him until after the draft. So it's not like you could trade you, you, after the draft. You could trade him. But you can't trade him before the draft. He was talking about, oh, we can trade him for two first-round picks. No, you can't. You know, futures, future first-round picks. Yeah. But that tag, this, that tag, I'm, I'm almost, I'm almost positive on this. You can't trade him until after the draft. Until, uh, until after the draft. Well, either way, um, the the reactions. All this happened today because today was the deadline. Right. Okay. The reaction on social media, and I'm just even going to read a tweet here from JJ Watt. Who tweeted out about a half hour ago, why are all of these teams so publicly out on Lamar Jackson as an MVP winner in his prime at the most important position in the entire NFL? What am I missing here? And the reason why he's saying that, there are reports on social media from Field Yates, Jeff Darlington, and others basically listing all of the teams that will not be pursuing a deal for Lamar Jackson. And there's a bunch of them. Falcons are out. Dolphins are out. Panthers, Commanders, Raiders, all out, all have leaked to NFL reporters that they will not be pursuing Lamar Jackson. Why? And and that's where everyone's going off of the conspiracy deep theory, right? Like, like they're all going off the deep end. Like, does Lamar Jackson want a fully guaranteed contract? Are these teams colluding to not offer Lamar Jackson a fully guaranteed contract? And is that why no one's pursuing him? Because everybody knows that's what Lamar wants and nobody's going to give it to him. That's kind of where this story has evolved to now today. I, People wondering if owners are colluding against L- Lamar Jackson. Yeah, and, and and they'll find that. And hopefully they would find that out if it was true. I do think that his style of play and the way he plays makes people very reluctant to give him that long-term contract with $200 million guaranteed. For the fear that, you know, this guy gets banged up. He's he's one in three career in the playoffs. So he's got that, you know, he's, he's had the struggles in the playoffs. Finally got over the hump a couple of years ago, but one in three in the playoffs. Style of play, a lot of people don't think that he could keep that up very long. He's almost like a running back, right? He's like, he, he doesn't go down like Kyla Murray. He takes on blockers and uh, he takes on, ta- you know, tacklers, safeties and linemen. And so I do think there's people that don't feel that his style is suited for one of those long-term contracts with $200 million guaranteed. Yeah. And and that might be what's been holding up things between the Ravens and Lamar Jackson in the first place. Is that he wants more guaranteed money, and the Ravens are like, "Yeah, we like you, but the, right. the style you play and the way things go." Um, you know, some are even suggested that the Ravens kind of knew the market would be lukewarm. Yeah, they were smart. For Lamar Jackson, they like, were smart. Hey, you know what? Hey, we know how the rest of the NFL feels about you. Go see what's out there. You know, I, I think. Look, the so Falcons are just going to stick with Desmond Ritter. Or they're going to draft a guy. I draft mean, they're going to move up in the draft maybe to take a guy. Or, or maybe they choose from what's left in free agency after Aaron Rodgers decides what he's going to do. I don't know. But Lamar Jackson, and, and here's what's complicating a lot of this for Lamar. He doesn't have an agent. He's doing all of this himself. right? And that makes it. Even trickier, even harder to kind of negotiate. Well, he cost himself waters. a lot of money because he if might. he had an agent, he would have. That agent would have done what what happened with Kyler Murray. He'd have his two hundred million dollars in guaranteed right now. He wouldn't be playing this year on a. Well, what, what's the fran- What's that that tag? How much? How much money is that tag? It's thirty two million for the yeah. non exclusive franchise. So he yeah. wouldn't be playing a one year deal for thirty two million dollars. He'd be paying. He'd have two hundred million dollars in guaranteed money if he had had an agent. Yeah, uh, Ryan Clark on Twitter. So former league MVP, fourth in overall wins since entering the league, entering his fifth year, and the same agent, same age as Stetson Bennett, is free to negotiate. But all of these teams know before speaking to him that they're good. They don't want to talk to him. Yeah, right. There's no collusion. So again, that collusion. 
conversion thing is like really out there right now. Lamar Jackson somebody, was a, would somebody give up the two first round picks for him? I mean, you got to sign him, you got to pay him, and then you got to give up the two first round picks. You've got to know you're going to be. I mean, you you make him the offer sheet. You know, and then, yeah, I would think a team would give up for two first-round draft picks for Lamar Jackson. I would think. He's young. He's he's young. Still in his mid-20s. I like him. I like him, too. I like him as a quarterback. I, but I'd say Deshaun Watson, by getting that guaranteed contract, I mean, really just threw everything sideways. The Cleveland Browns, by giving him that guaranteed contract, has really... Can you imagine if you're Joe Burrow? Watching not only what's going on with Lamar Jackson right now, okay, but the guaranteed contract to Watson, the money Daniel Jones got today. Can you imagine if you're Justin Herbert, if you're Joe Burrow? You got to be. Joe Burrow is going to. He is going to get serious records. Paid. Paid. They're all getting paid. I mean, yeah, but Daniel I mean, Joe, they're all getting paid. But there's like this next level paid, right? Like, like, is there a next? I mean, it probably is. But okay. damn, like, how much of your, how much of the cap can go to one guy? Daniel Jones got paid. He didn't get paid. Paid. I mean, can you really start going to seventy million for a quarterback with a cap? <laughs> I'm serious. Like, there's got to be like a number. You're like, okay, I can't put. I mean, you, you you laugh, but like at some point, okay, one guy's forty million dollars. One guy's, you know, these these contracts that are being doled out there, where guys are making thirty, forty million dollars. I mean, how high are you going to go? Aaron Rodgers is at 50, right? Yeah. What are you, 60, 65, 70? Like, I mean, at some point, you got to be like, I don't know if I can field a team if I can, if I have you as my quarterback. All right, so the other things going on around the NFL um, is Daniel Jones. They, I, I mentioned it a second ago. Four-year, yeah. $160 million contract. Like, 92 of it is guaranteed at signing. So here he signs with the Giants right before the franchise tag deadline. It freed up the Giants to put the tag on Saquon Barkley, which is worth $10 million. Six tags got handed out when it's all said and done. Three of them were to running backs. Tony Pollard, um, Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, which, again, to your point, is very smart. I'd rather just do a franchise tag deal on a running back. One year, $10 million, and not be tied to him long term. Sure. I think that's a smart play. Yeah, I mean, you get to the point where, like, Barkley's 26. Or what if he's good till 30? I mean, you you don't have four years of franchise tags. You can do it for two years and then just move on, you know? Two years, paid a guy a lot of money and not be tied into a long-term contract. And then the Jets reportedly have asked for and received permission from the Green Bay Packers to talk to Aaron Rodgers. And they're, wherever Aaron Rodgers is now, the Jets travel to meet with him. So there's a belief that maybe that thing could start move God, pretty quickly. Quickly. Man, did they blow that pick, didn't they? Hmm? Did oh, they Zach Wilson? BYU oh. kid, Zach Wilson? God, did they ever. Man. Did, I loved that kid in college. Did they ever. No doubt. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, we all knew Kevin Durant would elevate the Phoenix Suns. How exactly is that happening? We'll talk about it next on the Burns and Gambo show.